0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPNFantasy, that's at SGPNFantasy. I'm just about that action boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's late afternoon here on October 7th to handicap the afternoon games in the NFL for Week 5, as well as the Sunday night football game on, uh, obviously, Sunday night between the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. And joining me, as usual, to break it down here on the NFL Gambling Podcast my main man, Scott Studio Raichel Scott, how you feeling this Friday afternoon, buddy?
1: I'm feeling pretty well. Looking forward to the rest of the Week 5 games. They can't be worse than the first Week 5 games, so there's that. But yeah, looking nice. forward to it. should be fun, and hopefully we'll make some money.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. I know you briefly we said there's a lot of stuff going on on this Friday afternoon between hockey, uh, we got baseball, uh, MLB playoffs, watching a little soccer as well. So I guess a great time to be alive. But yeah, last night... uh I, good. I honestly turned it off. I really did turn it off. I think it was like that second quarter. I, I turned the game off, and I was like, I this. I can't. I just can't do it. I just can't do it, Scott. I don't know what your takeaway from last night was,
1: uh, if there is both, one. I was going to say there are two really bad teams. Uh, if you want to talk about the game itself, I thought the game was awful, and then Wilson threw the interception in the red zone with two minutes to go, and suddenly I was very entertained. It went from <laughs> such a terrible game to just a fun one in the span of about a minute. But either way, uh yeah, two bad teams. Somebody had to win, I guess. I wanted both to get losses, but unfortunately we can't always get what we want.
0: Yeah, I have uh I after week one when they lost to Seattle, I took Denver. Uh book still had it posted at under ten and a half. It was a little bit juice, but uh, I, I just had to take it in. Uh, fortunately, the ball bounced my way last night, adding another L to their column. So I think they now sit at, what, two and three on the season, I believe? Yeah, they're two and three. And, three.
1: Yeah, uh, You're looking at just the overall team, not very good. Defense is good, so there's that. But I think it's mm-hmm. safe to say Hackett through five games is the worst head coach of all time. Do you think it's Hackett or is it Russell? It's, it's, Obviously, it's it is Hackett. It's a combination of both. It's a mix. So, like, Wilson was definitely – Awful. And I'm not going to say that it's all Hackett's fault. I also just don't understand the decision to, A, go shotgun on fourth. And First of all, you could argue about kicking a field goal to tie the game. Second of all, you could argue, why wouldn't you just try to run the ball for a first down? But I don't know. point is, it seems like Hackett has really been overmatched. A lot of his – see, the thing is, when you have an offensive background and you get a head coaching job, and your team is one of the worst offenses in the league when you take over that coaching job, then what exactly are you doing? Because the offense isn't working. You weren't brought in for defensive purposes. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what the point is. Or if you want to talk about what the team does well, they do well at everything that Hackett has no background in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean I don't have much more to add. It was just awful football last night. And I had Matt Ryan interception,
1: so and I I did very, very well in the NFL podcast. I had Ryan interception. I had Russell Wilson longest rush over, which took like five minutes. Yeah. Had Sutton over sixty-three and a half, had McManus over one and a half field goals. And unfortunately, my only loss was Denver defense anytime touchdown. Because our we do a segment at the end for our best Mm -hmm. bets. Where we have to give out an anytime touchdown bet, so we automatically okay. lost. So uh, there you go, no touchdowns <laughs> in the entire game. Yeah,
0: but. that was crazy. Yeah, uh, props didn't turn out too bad for me. I went two and one. I had uh, Wilson's over on his passing yards, which obviously got a fortunate when going into overtime, um, and then I had the longest field goal over forty six and a half. And unfortunately, Mo Ali Cox was a no show for the Colts yeah. last night, despite. Uh, having a pretty good game last week. But, hey, we lick our wins and we move on to NFL Week 5, at least the afternoon games here we're talking about. But before we get into those games here, Scott, let me tell them about our presenting sponsor and where they can bet on these uh, games in the NFL. And that's over at WinBet. Well, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet, plus the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to one thousand dollars if you're looking to join the win bet biggest winners club whoever hits the biggest parlay on win bet odds wise gets a thousand dollar free bet last night or sorry last week someone turned a six dollar parlay into four thousand dollars plus when they got a free one thousand dollar bets for winning that so Join us at WinBet. WinBet truly is hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present, in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Roster brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free. For seven days and get 50% off your first month, just go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP. All right, Scott, let's get into this uh, schedule for NFL Week 5, starting with the first afternoon game of 4.05 Eastern start. The San Francisco 49ers head to the East Coast to take on the Baker Mayfield, quote-unquote, led Carolina Panthers. Currently that line is sitting at minus six and a half over at win bet in favor of the road favorites, San Francisco 49ers uh, total for this game is at 39 and a half money line minus two seventy five for the San Francisco 49ers and uh, plus two twenty five for the Carolina Panthers. Take a look at the injury reports for both of these squads. Let's start with the road team here, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Juwan Jennings is uh, was limited on practice on Thursday with an ankle issue. Uh, Armstead, their defensive end, was a non-participant on Wednesday. And we know Jason Verrett, their cornerback, is also out. And Jimmy Ward, who is also on the IR. Looking at it for the Carolina Panthers, um, not many significant names that are on this injury report. I guess the only one that may stick out is LaVisca Shenault, who is ruled out for Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. Scott, San Francisco 49ers looking like one of the most uh, dominating defenses in the league so far. The defensive metrics, they top in almost all the statistical categories there. They head to take on Baker Mayfield. Any chance here that the uh, the Carolina Panthers cover this game? Or do you think it's going to be a runaway for the San Francisco 49ers?
1: The only chance is if they win the turnover battle handily and if Garoppolo does a couple of things that are stupid, which we could definitely see happening. But you mentioned how Mayfield's leading the Panthers. He is because he's leading them right to the basement because he's been arguably <laughs> – I can't say he's been the worst quarterback in the league starting-wise because Matt Ryan exists, but he's been bottom five. I think that's a no-brainer. Bottom yeah. three, you could have a discussion. He's been a train wreck. And there's really no other way around it. doesn't help when you throw in McAdoo at offensive coordinator. I don't think anybody actually likes him. But you're going through Carolina's numbers offensively so far this season. They've been awful in every game. And there's really no other way to describe it. Because you're looking at, for example, the Saints game. They had a defensive touchdown in that game, right?
0: I believe so. Yeah, they had the they had the pick last week to the Panthers. That's what I'm saying. Of, uh, so off, off of, uh, you had a defensive touchdown
1: against Kyler last week. Yeah. I think against the Saints, there was a fumble touchdown in that game. Let me see. I thought there was. I thought there was a fumble touchdown. Yeah, you're probably right. Let me take but, a check here.
0: Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, the first, Yeah, the first touchdown of the game was a 44-yard fumble return. Yeah.
1: So it means that even through the points-per-game averages, it doesn't even reflect how many points the offense is averaging because the defense has scored in each of the last two games. So mm-hmm. if you want to factor in the defensive touchdowns, that means the Panthers have scored 24, 16, 15, 15 and nine so far and the best yeah. defense they've faced this season new orleans but like they haven't faced many great defenses new Orleans' defense is not as good as we thought it was going to be still decent on paper but the point yeah. is now they face off against the niners they can't really pass protect mayfield is going to get benched for darnold as crazy as that sounds or as sad as that sounds whenever darnold's healthy again and Carolina's defense I really, really like, but the offense I don't. And I think when you're looking at the Niners and the fact that they still have good weapons, they still have a solid ground game. I think Wilson's still pretty good, but you still have Mm -hmm. Debo who can take some carries. Debo who had the phenomenal touchdown catch with the yak afterwards where he just went video game mode. Iook's pretty good. Kittle's not really a factor. because He's mostly playing left tackle at this point as Mm -hmm. he's assisting with the blocking. But I like the Niners. I think Shannon will be very conservative which they should be, dare Mayfield to beat you. He probably won't. You'll probably sack Mayfield five, six times in this game, force a couple of interceptions, maybe a strip sack. Give me the Niners in a very ugly game. I see 20 to 10, 24 to 10, something like that, but something really ugly, which says the Niners won handle.
0: Yeah, I, I think what I more like about this game is actually the under in this game. I think it's just going to be a very, very ugly game. Um, Carolina's boy, defense is good. Yeah, it is, and I think that's the underrated part of their team. You know, That's not really talked about it, but you mentioned it, and you hit the nail on the head is that offensively, this team is not very good, and, and the numbers, they're bottoms in the league at bottom fourth or bottom five in most of the offensive statistical categories. I think It's one never of the league, Colts
1: right now for worst offense in the league, or maybe Chicago. It's those yeah. three for the worst offense in the league.
0: Yeah, and if you kind of just look at this team, a third down conversions per game, they're only converting an average of three per game. That's not going to win you very many ball games, so I love the under in this game. I'm going to go under 39-and-a-half. Um, I don't know. Something kind of smells fishy to me about this this, this side here. But I, I, there's no way I'm putting money on Carolina either. But uh, my best bet, or at least my favorite bet of this uh, game, is going to be that under 39-and-a-half. I quickly want to see what um, Mayfield's interception is for this game. If it's anything less than...
1: I gave it out on the Mothership pod. It was like minus 150, minus 155. Okay, yeah. I mean... Uh, that still looks too uh, still low. Lay the it should be 181.90. On yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I see a minus 150 right now. So, mm. yeah, definitely I like that play as well. You have anything else for this game, uh, Scott, before we get over to the next one?
1: Not really. I'm expecting Wilson to get a lot of work. Uh, Carolina's decent against the run, but I'm trying to think of what the Niners are going to do. I don't think Garoppolo was really good in the Monday night game. It just seemed like the Rams were playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and the Niners threw a bunch of screen passes. Didn't you kind of get the same idea?
0: Yeah. I mean, there was that, like you mentioned, that Debo catch. Um, in that game where he could a throw,
1: and, but he ran for 50, like 50, 40 of the yeah. 57 yards after the catch. He had another screen for 30 something yards. I yeah. had a screen for like 20 yards, a lot of really short passes. So I didn't really think that Garoppolo looked good. It just mm-hmm. seemed like the Rams were playing so far off that Garoppolo was given a bunch of free completions.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, yeah, you're right. I think this is going to be a very, very ugly game. It's, it's going to be very, very low scoring. Um, all right, let's get over to the next game, maybe a little more exciting game here.
1: Do you like a defensive prop in that game, a defensive touchdown?
0: I think both of these teams are capable of doing That's it. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, you mentioned it, like two of the four games, Carolina has a defensive touchdown, in. let's just say the pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers gets to Baker Mayfield and forces a fumble. I mean, you have a scoop, sack, fumble, possibly. Uh, sorry, uh, scoop and score, or pick six is a possibility, especially with Baker out there. I'm trying to see if there is... Um, a defensive touchdown propped out yet for this.
1: It's, there, it's tricky to find because usually you'll find each individual defense. You don't really find the defensive score in the game. Yeah, It's usually somewhere in the two to one range, give or take. I okay. mean, if I had to guess, I'm assuming it'll be like around 230, 250. I mean, let's maybe see. I can. I know I know a place that has it. I just got to actually find it. But Yeah, I think I is, it's a prop. It I kind of like. Um, all
0: right. So Carolina's defensive touchdown is eight to one. San Francisco is at plus 425.
1: Okay, but I was saying just to find any either defense to score. So like you can oh. join them together. Um, oh, okay, I, I don't know. I would have like, Will there be to a, a defensive that. or special teams touchdown in the game? Like that kind oh. of thing. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can pull up a line real quick. Uh, if you want to, you can move on. I'll just say what it is when I find it.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, let's get over to the next game of the afternoon. It's going to be the Philadelphia, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles 4-0 heading to the West Coast. To take on the Arizona Cardinals. Looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the uh, Eagles are favored by five and a half on the road here. Total is sitting at 49 and a half. Uh, money line minus 240 for the Eagles and plus 190 for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, let's take a look at the injury reports uh, for both of these teams. Let's we'll start with the road team here, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm currently seeing on the injury report uh, Boston Scott running back questionable for this game, dealing with a rib issue. He was a limited uh, participant in Thursday's practice. Uh, Avante Maddox also cornerback, questionable with the ankle issue did not part- participate in practice on Thursday. And I think Jake Elliott has already been ruled out their kicker um, on Sunday. So maybe keep that in mind as well. But other than that, uh, everybody else is a go for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, let's see here. JJ Watt, questionable. Uh, he had a calf injury or he's dealing with a calf injury. He had a veteran day off on Thursday. Rondell Moore is going to be a game time decision is what I saw. Uh, what Cliff Canterbury said as of Friday, AJ Green wide receiver also was limited in practice on Thursday. He's dealing with that knee issue and also uh, Hollywood Brown wide receiver. Questionable uh, was limited in practice as well with a foot issue that he is dealing with. Uh, Were you able to find that prop, uh, Scott?
1: I was. I found plus 200 flat. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that.
0: Mm. All right. uh, Let's get to this Eagles game. Minus five and a half on the road here. What do you think about this game uh, going up against the Arizona Cardinals uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles here?
1: It looks a little bit trappy because the Cardinals, I don't think are a very good football team. They beat Baker Mayfield. Congratulations. You know, I'm really proud of you, but the Eagles are still undefeated. (laughs) They struggled early on against Jacksonville. Then they woke up. They kind of got punched in the mouth and they responded the way you'd want a winning team to respond, which is well to adversity. And they did throughout the course of that second half, especially. The real question for me is, can Arizona stop the run? And the Eagles, after airing it out for a bunch of passing yards against Washington – have really started to pivot a little bit, and Sanders has started to get going, and I'm kind of curious if Arizona will be able to do enough against this ground attack in order to force Hertz to beat them through the air. Hertz has also been able to do well through the air, but you get what I'm trying to say. But going through Arizona's numbers, they shut down Carolina last week on the ground. Two weeks ago against the Rams, they really weren't great against the run. Uh, They ended Mm -hmm. up allowing roughly five yards of carry in that game, which is concerning. Uh, I'll ask you, do you think that... The Cardinals are going to stop the run in this game because it seems like the Eagles got the ground game going. They haven't.
0: I don't think they've faced a legitimate running or rushing attack like the Eagles. Um, CMC, yeah, I guess that you can say. I mean, they haven't really gotten involved in the offense. Have the Carolina Panthers? You they've been a
1: decent it, rush defense, but their yeah. defense as a whole has been better lately. I'm not sure how good the unit is yeah they were good for basically the last seven quarters they were awful in the first quarter against the rams and they picked it up since yeah can i really judge a defense based on playing against baker mayfield no i don't know if i can judge defense by that or not I, i don't know so I think,
0: yeah i mean we saw week one what the chiefs offense did uh against this cardinals defense and even in that game they allowed close to five and a half yards per carry to their running backs um all of five, all three of their guys that rushed the ball in that game: uh, Jarek McKinnon, five point five per carry; uh, Pancheco, five point one seven, and then Clyde Edwards-Helaire, seven carries, forty-two yards, six um, six yards per carry in that game. Finished up with twenty-three rush attempts for one hundred and twenty-six yards. Did the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in that game, and now you can argue that you're going up against possibly the best rushing team that you have seen. Or I think clearly, I think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively here. So. Um. yeah, you're, it seems a little trappy as well, but I don't know. What do you think?
1: I, From what I know is that in past years, the Eagles have really struggled traveling to Arizona in the past. Yes. However, mm-hmm. those Arizona teams were, I'd say, similar to those Eagles teams or in some case better when they had Warner all the way back in the day. But the point is the Eagles have a very, very good football team. And even though they're undefeated, I know in our power rankings, we had them third, I believe, behind yeah. the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Arizona in our top 10. I'm sure nobody <laughs> that was voting had Arizona in their top 10. No. The Eagles are the much better team. They, I think they got a shot to really win like 13 games of the season. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I just think that they're a bit too fundamentally sound. Slay is still very opportunistic defensively for some big plays. And I still don't like Arizona's pass blo- blocking. I don't think the offensive line's that good.
0: Yeah, and I think that again we mentioned the injury report. A lot of their guys are, you know, either limited or may not be able to go in this game, especially offensively. Right? There's three wide receivers that are dealing with injuries, and even if they are able to go, are there going to be lingering injuries for the, or lingering injuries for these guys? Especially when you're talking about knees and and a foot issue that you know we talked about with Hollywood Brown dealing with. So, are the Cardinals going to have enough offensively for them to deal with uh, this Philadelphia Eagles team? I don't think so. I got to I'm going to lay the points here on the road. I usually don't like laying points on the road, but this just we talked about how bad this Arizona Cardinals defense is and I think the Eagles should be able to get wherever they want offensively in this game. One more note I did want to make and I had mentioned this to Sean, um if he's been betting the second half or sorry, sorry, second quarter overs for the Philadelphia Eagles because I believe they are averaging close to 21 points per game in just in that second quarter. Um, this season so I think that's something uh, else I did want to mention here Scott
1: didn't even know that so that's definitely a good nugget to know
0: yeah and uh, I did have a player prop that I threw this out on a propcast today Arizona has really struggled against tight ends um, this season I think in three out of the four games so far the opposing tight ends have gotten over this projection I know last week I was looking for either Ian Thomas or Tommy Tremble. I was looking for Ian Thomas because he gets majority of the snaps for the Carolina Panthers, but he was dealing with an injury uh, and it was on the injury report. And I think it was a game time decision. But even Tommy Tremble last week got 34 receiving yards against the Arizona Cardinals defense. And now this week you have to go up against go- Dallas Goddard, and now that number is sitting at 44 and a half uh, for him. So I, I do like that over for Dallas Goddard. I'm just going to continue backing tight ends against this Arizona Cardinals defense.
1: Yeah, uh, Anything else you like to this I was, I was just going to say I like that Goddard play because Arizona's defense from the linebacking core, especially against the pass, has not been great, which is why the tight ends have been so good <laughs> against them this season. But you interested in Eagle sacks at all because Kyler runs around like a lunatic, but they really allow pressure frequently. I think the Eagles are going to hound him the entire game.
0: I want to see how many times he's gotten sacked, but you're right that – I mean, this defense just overall has just been so good for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and that me,
1: second half against Jacksonville, that was really the story for me, the fact that both the offensive line and the defensive line took over the game.
0: Yeah, um, looking at it right now, so he's gotten sacked. He's gotten sacked at least, obviously, once in every game, but uh, in two out of the four games, he got sacked twice. But I think that – I don't the, see the
1: quarterback pressure numbers, though, but I'm assuming they're pretty yeah. high.
0: Yeah, for sure, 100%. Um, and I think the running game has struggled because of that reason as well. I mean, there's been some flashes of it, but I just – I don't know. Offensively, I just can't get behind the Cardinals and even defensively, especially their secondary. You we talked
1: well, about Well, for all offense, I can't get behind them too because their best weapon, Hollywood Brown, is injured now. I'm assuming he's going to play, but if he's below 100%, I know Rondell's back, but he's been kind of more of a gadget player in his career. Hollywood yeah. Brown's been really, really good for this team. Mm-hmm. And if he's even below 100%, I don't like their other options. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Eagles. Yeah, he has
0: to be, especially with obviously uh, this should get DeAndre Hopkins back after next week. Yeah. But uh, Brown's
1: been great, though. I had to, yeah. to
0: mention that. It's crazy. He's leading this team with 45 targets. Next guy's 31. Zach hurts mm-hmm. They're tight in. So, yeah.
1: All right. Before we move on,
0: uh, let me tell you guys about uh, the Elias game plan app. Do you ever wish that? Before every NFL game, you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, you're placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything that you need. The Elias Game Plan is the sports app from the most trusted names in sports stats. The Eli's Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues since 1913. You see and hear their trusted facts all the time, whether it's on the ESPN broadcast, your local radio broadcast, and television broadcast. But now you can have all the stats, the facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand. So to take this NFL season to the next level, download the Eli's Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, whether you want it weekly, monthly, or an annual uh, subscription. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose a monthly subscription by using our promo code SGPN25. Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting uh, app in the App Store and the Play Store today and use promo code SGPN25 to get that percentage off. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick contests versus other players for a shot at winning 250000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for a shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and the 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet up to five player props over unders on individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience Daily Fantasy Redefined because it's now how you play, also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at No House Advantage or download the app to get a first deposit match of up to $25. All right, Scott, let's keep it going here, my man. Uh, The next game on the board, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys headed to the West Coast to L.A. to take on the los angeles rams this line is currently sitting at minus five in favor of the home team the rams total is at 42 and a half for this game money line plus 190 for the dallas cowboys and minus 230 for the los angeles rams let's take a look at the injury report for both of these squads let's start with the road team here the dallas cowboys obviously no dak prescott uh it will be the cooper rush show who's done a phenomenal job so far for the Dallas Cowboys. CD Lamb questionable. Um he had a growing issue but he did practice on Friday and is is expected to play on Sunday versus the Rams. Other than that pretty clean injury report. Take a look at the Rams here. Uh pretty clean for them as well. No significant guys that are on the injury report. So, two healthy squads here other than the quarterback situation for the Dallas Cowboys, but Scott Rams laying five-year at home against the Dallas Cowboys, who defensively I think may be able to get to Matthew Stafford and especially with that questionable uh, offensive line for the Los Angeles Rams.
1: For me, this is one of the weirdest lines on the entire board, and the fact that there's been a line movement in favor of the Rams makes me kind of lean that way. Based on what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, the Rams should not be favored by five and a half, arguably three and a half in this game. They should be maybe mm-hmm. favored by like one and a half or two because we know Cowboys fans travel well. We know that the Rams' home field isn't exactly as the strongest home field in the entire league, but you're looking at the fact that the Rams played on Monday, so they have less prep time than the Cowboys do, and you go through that Monday night game, they gave up seven sacks. Yeah. Stafford was hit 17 times. Mm-hmm. He, he got killed. And the fact that the Cowboys have Lawrence, they have Parsons, they have a good defensive line, I do agree with you that Stafford should be in trouble. But the fact that this line has gone up from like three and a half opening to five and a half now, Lamb, I think, is going to play. I don't think he's going to be yeah. missing, so I don't think it's an injury reaction to it. Do you know why the money's come in on the Rams besides maybe just a desperate desperation factor here? Because the Cowboys have been really good. I was wrong about them. I thought that they would end up struggling, especially on the offensive line once Smith got hurt, and they've actually held up relatively well. I I like the under as my favorite play on this game. I just am going to dare Cooper Rush and the Rams offensive line to go over because I think that Stafford will probably throw a pick. I think you'll probably yeah. end up seeing some mistakes being made from both guys. I think I'm just going with the side. I think I'm just going with the total here. The side is way too trappy to me. Mm-hmm. The sharp in me is saying take the Rams, but I'm not yeah. gonna do it. So I'm just gonna go with the under.
0: I feel like the Cowboys may be a public dog here. Um, but like you mentioned, the line has moved towards the Rams. Um I mean, we know the public loves bidding the Cowboys or quote unquote America's team. Uh they looked good over the past three weeks with Cooper Rush as the um as the starting quarterback defensively. Like
1: two points though.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think – I mean, dude, you can't even tease the Cowboys up, can you? Like you're not going to go through – you can go through 7 and 10 and get up to 11 on a six-point teaser. But some of these lines this week, and especially in the early games, are kind of fishy to me. And I know the books got slaughtered last week, but I think that it's really going to come down to which team can protect their quarterback the best in this game. Uh, You know, you talked about last week how the San Francisco 49ers pass rush was able to get to Matthew Stafford seven times last week. That was a click, Yeah. And now you're going up against a Dallas front seven that can possibly do the same thing to this offensive line of the Los Angeles Rams. So the game plan probably or should be for the Rams is going to have to be quick stuff, whether it's like screen passes or slant passes or. Curl routes. It's gonna to have to be quick stuff. Uh, screen passes to the wide. Sorry, to the to the running backs. They have to protect and and get the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hands because the longer he holds it, number one, he's more like more than likely to get sacked or, like you mentioned, throw a pick. And we know that's at SGPN. It's right on, Brandon. That's one of our favorite props to bet on every single week, no matter what the juice is. So I do like your play about the under in this game. I will. I'll lean with the Rams here. Just because I, the line movement does, it gives me a little bit of pause here. But this has this to will, be a bounce this back. This will game, easily
1: right? be, be the biggest pro sharp divide amongst. I think so. Bettors. Yeah, I think it yeah. has to be. But yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, the way that I see it, though, another problem with the Rams besides the offensive line, a couple of problems I'm gonna mention. First of all, we know Allen Robinson's cooked. They have no 100%. number two receiver. You have Skaronic, who you're kind of throwing around the formation. You have nobody. Cup's yeah. being targeted like 18 times a game. You, you don't have any other option. So that's a problem. Robinson can't create separation. They really need Odell back, if I'm being honest. Like they need yeah. somebody who can at least be somewhat of a threat. Robinson's absolute zero at this point. And the other issue I don't know if anyone's ready to have that conversation. I think the Rams' secondary is highly overrated. I think Jalen Ramsey is the most overrated corner in the league right now. He's still good. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. If you look at what he did against Hollywood Brown and what he did against Debo Samuel and what he's done against Stephon Diggs as well, he's playing like 10 yards off the line of scrimmage on every snap, and it's a free reception for eight yards every single play. Have you noticed that too?
0: I have. And when he's gone up against I the better running back, he's getting, torched. He's, yeah, he's getting torched. Right? We saw it last week with Debo. We saw it with uh, Stephon Diggs.
1: I don't think Kendrick is that good either. He's a rookie, so it's yeah, excusable, I but I don't think they have a great secondary. So I'm looking at this team. I know Donald's great. The defensive line's good, but I don't like their receiver depth. I don't like their offensive line. And their secondary, really, really overrated. So I don't think they're a very good football team. I think they're good. I just don't think they're very good.
0: Either def- I think, yeah, obviously, they're, it's really predicated on the front seven of this team. right? You mentioned Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner that they brought over. Uh, Leonard Floyd it's those guys in the, I think in the secondary it's Ben, but don't break for this team it'll be interesting how they kind of attack this ramp secondary if they do I think CeeDee Lamb if he's able to go which he looks like he's all indications are that he will be able to play he should have a big game right same thing with Noah Brown if they're able to find those holes in the secondary and take advantage of that I, I think that there's a possibility that the, the Cowboys can win this game but I agree with you. I like the under in this game. I also want to look at a, a sack prop. But once that does that does come out, usually those come out on game day, like combined sacks. Um, anything at four and a half, uh, it might be juice, but even at five and a half, I think both these, both these teams are capable of getting to the quarterback. I mean, last week alone, you mentioned it. The 49ers were able to get to uh, Stafford seven times alone. But you have anything It should, else have, it should have
1: been eight. He had a throwaway on the final drive. It should have been eight.
0: Yeah. But- I'm curious to see what Cooper Cups, um Receptions are this. Are you just
1: blindly taking the over on Cup, though? Because they don't have any number two. You have to, right? They don't have any number two. He's got an 18, like Cup had a quiet game last week. He had what, 12 receptions for 100 yards?
0: Yeah. Eight and a half this week at even money. I'm curious to see. Yardage is
1: probably somewhere in the mid 90s, but I don't even know if that matters anymore.
0: Yeah, I think I'll probably just look at receptions for um, Cooper Cup. Let me see if I can quickly find the yardage for him uh, point point is I,
1: I think it'll be an ugly game yeah. I guess if I had to pick a side I'd lean to the Cowboys but I will never bet it because of how crazy that line movement's been give me the yeah. under give me Stafford interception cup in yards but the thing I said about Ramsey it's gonna sound harsh when I call him the most overrated corner in the league mm-hmm. if you actually watch the games just watch the first quarter and see where Ramsey stands opposite the wide receiver he's easily 10 yards off the line of scrimmage it's a free dump off pass for five yards every play it's absolutely free
0: um yeah yeah if people are watching the game they would know uh which one to mention targets for cooper cup 54 right now he leads the team obviously the next guy tyler higby their tight end at 30 what do you have
1: last week though he had like what 16 targets 18 targets
0: uh Cooper Cup last week against the 49ers, 19 targets, okay. 14 receptions, 122 yards. He's been in double digit receptions in three out of the four games.
1: I mean, he's the best receiver in football, and they have to funnel him because they don't have a choice. Like they, they have no other receivers to throw the ball to.
0: And who's gonna be the guy that's gonna track him down in this Cowboys secondary? I, I mean Diggs has been very good, but Diggs is more of a burned.
1: Uh, This year, he actually has done a better job at it, but yes, he he has gotten burned in years past. This year he's actually been good in coverage, but he's mostly a deep receiver who's kind of trying to to jump passes and trying to make plays. Cup is so good in the underneath stuff that I'm not sure if Diggs will actually follow him all the way across the field.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anything else for this game?
1: No, not really. This game right. is one of the weirdest lines I've seen all year.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, let's get over to the Sunday night football game. It's going to be a AFC North matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Currently, this line is sitting at minus 3.5 at even money for the Baltimore Ravens, who are at home. Total is sitting at forty-eight. Uh, Money lines, plus 145 for the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens, minus 175. Uh, Looking at the injury report here, let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, As of this, or sorry, as of yesterday, Hayden Hurst, questionable with a groin issue. Uh, He's, uh, sorry, questionable for Sunday's game. And then uh, T. Higgins, he's dealing with an ankle issue. is officially listed as questionable for Sunday's game as well. Looking at the Baltimore Ravens in this game, a uh, pretty clean injury report. Uh, we did get news on Friday at this this morning that Rashad Bateman is going to be out. Uh, big f- yeah. F- big deal for this uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens passing attack. He's dealing with a foot issue and he wasn't at practice on Friday. Justice Hill also out for this running back group. He's dealing with a hamstring issue and it's not going to play as well. But Scott, Uh, AFC North battle here between the Ravens and the Bengals here. Minus three and a half for the home team, the Ravens. What are you thinking about this game?
1: I like the Bengals money line or the plus three and a half if you want to play it safe. I think it's a very good scheduling spot. Bengals played on Thursday. They have extra preparation time. And even though I've been a big Harbaugh fan for his entire career as a coach, the last couple of years, they lose every close game, don't they?
0: It's because they make like stupid decisions too. They like, go for last two week, all
1: the time. They go. Why for didn't they kick the field goal down
0: and whatever? And did that I, make any sense to you last week? Why they didn't kick that
1: field goal? To the argument out? was a field goal won't get it done because the Bills will be in four down territory, and I just think you got to take the lead there. That's how I look at it. I think that at the end of the day, if you knew you were going for it on fourth down, you should have potentially been game planning to get yourself a more manageable fourth down, but still. I'm just looking at the at Harbaugh, and you look at last year with all the two-point conversion shenanigans and all of the fourth-down analytic stuff. They've lost almost every close game that they've had for the last two years, and this game yeah. should be close. But I like the Bengals on a longer week because they played Thursday. The offensive line's been better the last couple weeks. The Ravens' defense has been better as well, but we know it can blow up at any time. We saw what Chase did to the secondary last year. Mm. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think that in a division game between two relatively even match teams, I'm going to take the points, but the Ravens have a lot of really close games late that usually don't go in their favor. And the Bengals are alive in this game. Give me Cincinnati.
0: I think that if, or not, I think, but the fact I know that Bateman was, as well,
1: by the way, like you're looking at Duvernay as like their only receiver. That's a serious problem.
0: Yeah. And then last, last season, Joe Burrow against this Ravens defense, Remind so you, cool. they had a lot of injuries one week he had 416 passing yards three touchdowns one interception and then the one game uh i think it was one of the final weeks of the season or week 16 um 37 of 46 525 yards four touchdowns no That was so fun to watch
1: though chase one for like 215 that game or something <laughs> yeah it was crazy.
0: that was like the game that we like pretty much cemented the rookie of the year um, yeah. award for himself but yeah, um, I, I have the Bateman news, I was leaning towards over in this game, but number one prime time game. We've seen the primetime game games going under. Now Rashad Bateman not being there. They might be more running the ball is more of what I'm try, p- trying to to say here with J.K. Dobbins and, and Lamar Jackson in the backfield. Um I do like Joe Burrow to get over 273 and a half passing yards in this game. You know, you talked about that defense is getting better week by week, but they've still given up. 300-plus yards in the first three weeks. I know last week Josh Allen did, wasn't able to do it. Maybe the weather was a concern there or, or whatever the case might have been, but they were running the ball more in that game. But I think Joe Burrow would probably come out here and throw the ball uh, a little more like he did against uh, Ravens last year. So I agree with you. I do like Ravens plus three and a half. Sorry, uh, Bengals plus three and a half. Probably look at a team total for the, um, for the Bengals. Bengals in this game as well anything under 23 and a half i think they could put up 24 points in this game i think they would have to to win this game don't you think
1: yeah well chase has been quiet so far this season but as you said before he killed the secondary last year i just think that even though i do like harbaugh as a coach i got to at least call him out because even if you want to follow the analytics and even though you can argue you know 70 percent of the time we're supposed to win in the situation Go through the results from last year and this year in like one-score, one-possession games. The Ravens have been awful. So at some point, you got to look at the analytics and realize maybe something's off. Because you can't keep losing these close games if you you use analytics in nail-biters every week. You can't lose every single game.
0: And this is one of those divisions, I mean, look. You can't afford
1: to give games away.
0: Yeah, there's three teams that are two and two. Steelers are one three i mean they're only half a game behind steelers Steelers Uh,
1: are done i don't care yeah i mean yeah but they might might be one and seven steelers are done
0: yeah i mean look this is a big game for both of these teams for this division title right i mean even the browns are sitting at two and two and and eventually uh, they're gonna get deshaun watson back but that's a further down the line here but this is a big game for both teams i'm gonna go with the underdog you i think you nailed it there that saying that they have the the scheduling spot uh that they played last thursday they've had extra time off Joe Burrow has had a lot of success against his team. So I'm going to take the the Bengals here, uh, plus three and a half. Joe Burrow over on his passing yards and also the team total for the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Uh, Anything else for this game here uh, you like? uh, Scott, you want to mention?
1: Not really. You mentioned the Burrow stuff. I don't mind potentially a play on some of the receivers. Uh, For Lamar, are you looking at Duvernay? Like, I I don't know what exactly to expect besides them force-feeding Andrews with some Duvernay sprinkled in there.
0: You. would you look at uh Dobbins receptions okay. maybe? That's an option. I, I wanna see what that number is if they have it out yet. Let's see.
1: Do you expect Lamar do you expect the Ravens to just triple down on the ground game or what exactly are you expecting from I the would
0: team? probably yeah, I would think that they would probably come out and run the ball more versus anything and if <laughs> if there is one guy that you're going to have to pass the ball to, it probably is Mark Andrews. His receptions are sitting at five and a half. I think this can be a game where he gets into the range of seven or eight because they don't have any other option, uh, especially with Bateman being out. You have DuVernay, you have J.K. Dobbins as well, but I I think that it was more going to be predicated on the running game for the uh, Baltimore Ravens offense. Um, So, yeah, I think that's where I come at that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that sounds right. I was kind of just curious because Bateman has been a solid player, but he's also been flying under the radar. He's been really, really good. And I feel like people know he's been good, but once you look at the stats, you don't realize just how dominant he's actually been this season.
0: Yeah. And also, Lamar Jackson's rushing yards are sitting at 59.5 for this game. Uh, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, 50.5. So, um, maybe something to consider if we do think that they're going to be running the football uh, more than passing it in this game.
1: All right. how, do think he, how do you think he looked last week,
0: by the way? Who? Lamar? Dobbins. I thought Dobbins looked pretty decent. Um, I I, it, I, mean, when you're coming off an injury like that, it's going to take you a couple of games to kind of mm-hmm. get, you know, back up to game speed and, and, and get your legs back under you. Um, I think obviously he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. And, I think they were in that first game, he was limited on his snap counts as well, right? Just because they wanted to be careful with him. Rightfully um, so. But yeah. 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 Especially when you're coming off of that injury. So um, yeah, he's gonna be a big part of his offense, especially when you have guys like Bateman that are going to be out um on the season. So far, he's only had 20 rush attempts, but like I mentioned, he's gonna get continues to just get better. And I think he's gonna have to be a big part of the game plan this week, especially with Justin Sow being out, who's second on this team in uh in rushes. Uh last week. Week one against the Patriots, seven, sorry, week one when he came, or sorry, the week that he came back was against the Patriots, seven attempts, and then last week against the Buffalo Bills, he had 13 attempts.
1: I was just asking because I know he had a touchdown last week. Did he have mm-hmm. two in the end or he had one? He ended up with one rushing touchdown and one receiving. That's what I thought, yeah. So he had two touchdowns. I thought he looked good, but that's why kind of why I brought it up yeah. because I am curious if they start giving him a lot more touches moving forward because he has looked pretty good as the weeks have gone by. Yeah.
0: All right. uh, Before we get into best bets here, lock and dog for this afternoon slate, let me tell you guys about trade coffee. It's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life, right? Whether you're a coffee drinker, whether you're into fine dining, a, a wine enthusiast, you also can't skimp out on your coffee. You don't want to drink that block coffee every day, but with trade coffee, you can start every morning with something special. Now, I'm not one of those people that needs coffee in the morning, but I am surrounded by people and and family that do need their cup of coffee, and I'm not going to let them buy that store bought stuff. I got to point them towards trade coffee. And every day is precious. We have to uh, we we all should make the most of every single day, and that shouldn't start with mediocre coffee, like I mentioned. None of that grocery store stuff, none of that Starbucks stuff, which is way too expensive. You deserve to start your day with the best coffee to make at home and that is from trade coffee and you know a lot of times when we talk about everybody has different tastes when it comes to coffee and if what you know what scott may like or what somebody else may like it's not going to be exactly the same and that's where trade coffee comes in trade coffee is going to work with you on the specific taste that is catered just for you you can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So, number one, if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trink. Sorry, try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of thirty dollars off their first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com/sgp. That's drinktrade.com/sgp for thirty dollars off your subscription. To the best coffees in the country. Last but not least, we're also brought to you by OddsTrader. OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can you can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather. For bettors to make the most informed bets possible, it also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all the games that you're betting on and your betting activity. So to take advantage of Odds trader go to oddstradercom wire That's oddsTrader.com/bluewire. OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Scott, let's close it out strong here, my man. We'll finish this episode up with our lock and dog. For this uh, PM schedule in NFL Week 5, I'm going to give you the floor first here, buddy. What's your lock-in dog for this slate?
1: So, for the lock, I do want to ask you, by the way, are we, are we doing only side and total? Can we throw in a player prop, or we can do whatever we want? Whatever your heart desires, sir. I appreciate it. Okay, so I'm <laughs> going to start off with fading a bad quarterback and expecting him to do something dumb. I am going to go with Stafford or Baker Mayfield. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield to throw an interception. I know I gave this out on the Mothership pod, but I do like the odds there at around minus 150. I just think this line should be a lot higher. You're looking at Mayfield's numbers this season. He's been a train wreck. Uh, Darnold is not back yet, so I'm not worried about him being benched. He probably will be at some point moving forward. But Mayfield's thrown at least one interception in seven of his last 10 games. He's attempted at least 25 passes in each of the first four games. And... Carolina also can't really protect the quarterback, allowing 2.8 sacks per game. I think he'll be running for his life, making some forced throws throughout the game. And you might wonder, what about McCaffrey? I'm sure the Cardinals, not the Cardinals, sorry, I'm sure the Panthers will try to run the ball. They might. The problem is the Niners are allowing 2.9 yards per carry, which is the best in the entire league. And if you want to talk about some game flow, the Niners are minus 6.5, minus 7. So you're expecting maybe Carolina to play catch-up from behind, abandoning the run, throwing the ball a lot. But 150, seven interception, uh, uh, an interception in seven of the last ten games for him against an elite pass rush and a very good secondary. Give me the Mayfield interception anytime. I think he's going to throw one, maybe even in the first half.
0: I love it. I mean, that's been an automatic back, uh, dating back to last season for us. So love that Matthew Stafford one. What do you got for your dog? It wasn't
1: Stafford. I was taking Mayfield. Oh, sorry, Mayfield. Ah, eh, Mayfield. Stafford. I like, I like both too, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I would parlay the ten them together if you like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, go ahead. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, what do you got for your underdog?
1: My dog, I'm going to go to the Sunday night game. I'm going to take the Bengals on the money line. I'm concerned with the Bateman injury. I think Higgins will probably play, but we'll see what happens. The fact that Bateman was already ruled out, though, is information I can use or Higgins you don't know about. Yeah. But still, the point is I've seen Burrow against the secondary. He's great against this team. I'm looking at the Ravens in late-game situations. They blow a lot of games late or they lose a lot of games. They easily could win. I still get flashbacks to the final game of the season where they lost to Pittsburgh somehow. I'm not sure how they pulled that one off, but still, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think this team has started to figure out its identity, and most importantly, they played on Thursday. They had extra prep time for this big division game. Give me Cincinnati. I'm going to hope Burrow goes nuts again.
0: Yeah, love it. Uh, I'm right, right there with you. There's no other really underdogs that I do like for this four-game slate that we discussed here, but um, I mean, not going to repeat everything that you just said there, but uh, yeah, Joe Burrow against the secondary and just having that extra time off since they played last Thursdays, um, a, a good way to kind of handicap this game, number one, and like and we also mentioned that Bateman is going to be out for this game. So a lot of questionable decisions that they do make uh, do the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about that as well, but big game for both of these teams, divisional, anything outside of three, I'm always going to take the dog. Give me the plus three and a half. Also the money line in this game as well for the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night football Uh, for my uh, lock. I'm going to go with the total. Give me the under in the Panthers and the um,
1: Niners game.
0: Yeah. Panthers and Niners game. Two great or uh, one great defense, one good defense as well. I think that they'll both of these teams should be able to generate some pressure against the opposing quarterbacks. Um, I think offensively, Jimmy G does make some questionable decisions. Um, I think last week this offense only scored what 16 points. I know they had to pick six at the end, but I think they're both limited offensively. And we know about the stats that if the Panthers allow more than 17 points. They're like 0-24, 0, and 24, 0 and 25.
1: Wait, so like 1-25. Tw- yeah,
0: something one, in that like, range. Like it's one something that sounds
1: impossible, but it's actually true.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think that if they want a chance to win this game, obviously they're gonna have to keep this 49ers offense at bay. But yeah, under 39 and a half for me. Offensively, we talked about it. Panthers just can't do anything really. They are at bottom in the leagues, and a lot of the metrics um can't convert third downs, can't get anything going anywhere, and now you have to go up against this pass rush with baker mayfield back there so good luck to the panthers offense so under 39 and a half for me as my lock for nfl week five afternoon games here scott anything else my man you want to get off your chest before we get out of here bud
1: not really looking forward to the card once again i'm just happy we don't have to watch the broncos and colts play again this week which is nice unfortunately the broncos are going to be on prime time again at some point which i hope gets flexed out i think anyone would be mad question for you though what is your stance on the Broncos fans leaving before overtime? Yay or nay? <coughs> nay. I liked you it. You I liked actually it? liked it. The game was. Okay. Imagine you're sitting there in the cold for three and a half hours. Yeah, that's they true, enough. True, they yeah, cut right? their losses. I, yeah. I maybe I liked it because I just thought it was funny. But I've never seen that before. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. It wasn't just like a, a couple of fans. It was like hundreds, if not thousands of fans that left the arena. And apparently they made the right call because I'm sure they didn't want to see that fourth and one fail job in the red zone.
0: That's true as well. <laughs> oh, God, your heart goes out to Colts and Broncos fans. But you mentioned we we still have the Broncos for one more one more primetime game.
1: next. I just Monday wanted to bring Monday. it up because them leaving, I thought, was something that I've never seen before. And I kind of wanted yeah. your thoughts.
0: Yeah, that that that's interesting. I personally would have stayed.
1: I would have, st- I would have stayed personally, but I'm just yeah, saying. Right. I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was kind of funny. Yeah. All right. That's going to
0: do it for this edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast, Week 5 Afternoon Games and the Sunday Night Football Game. Uh, hopefully, we can cash some bets here, put some more money in your guys' pockets as well. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Follow Scott. On Twitter, at Rice Show Radio, as well as the Tennis Gambling Podcast, Fantasy Football Podcast, obviously the NFL Gambling Podcast. And we will are back for the uh, NBA Gambling Podcast as well. So make sure to just subscribe, like, leave us a rating and review. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.